from his studios in New York. It's time for Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora, where sports meets life. Here's your host, Dan Tortora. Welcome back here to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on wakeupcalldt.com, your one-stop sports shop, and on mixlr.com backslash wakeupcalldt. Happy to be here with you every Monday through Friday from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time, and hope you're taking care of yourself and having a fantastic day today here on Thursday, March 11th, and I'm elated that uh, we get to do this every single year, and I couldn't do it without these gentlemen saying yes. So I want to thank all of the Syracuse basketball alumni that have joined the show over the years and made this possible, that we could do this tourney time talk and really have a great time. So whether Syracuse wins or loses, uh, always having the Syracuse basketball alumni on the show throughout the year and, of course, during conference tournament week and beyond. So I'm very thankful for this. And, and with that being said, the first of four today is Andre Hawkins, who joins us here from Syracuse Basketball History. And let's bring him in. Andre, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me on, Dan. Absolutely. And, and uh, you know, Andre, Syracuse is coming off of a victory, uh, something that's really difficult to do, which is to beat a, three, a team three times in one season. They defeated NC State at home. They defeated them at NC State in Raleigh, North Carolina, and they just defeated them by 21 points, one of the best showings so far in the ACC tournament, hitting 14 threes of 29, shot, uh, 29 uh, chances from beyond the arc. What are your thoughts on the game? Defeating a team three times in a row to speak to that as a former player and just how well they performed, especially from beyond the arc. Well, the thing about it is they they did what they had to do. Obviously, this is kind of do or die time, but it's it is it is very difficult to beat a team three times in a row. I, I said that on on Facebook, and I and I stand by that because they know you, they know everything about you, and and, and they should be prepared to play you now. You know, a tribute to Coach B, he had them ready. He had them focused. He had them ready. They know, knew what they had to do, and they went out there and did it. You know, so it, it's what we kind of been looking for all year long, but they, this is the time to peak. This is the time to get it right. So, yeah, they, they, I think they got a chance to make a nice run. You know, and, and to see what they were able to do from beyond the arc, I mean, that's not going to arguably happen every night, obviously, but for – Syracuse to go 14 of 29 from beyond. I mean, 48%, you know, 48% per, you know, as far as hitting those shots from long range, just what you can say to that. We know that Syracuse has shooters. We know that they have, you know, the ability to make these shots, but the fact that they did it in the way that they did it in this game is just, you know, uncanny. And you look at what the score would be without it, and obviously it'd be drastically different. So just what you can say about the fact that they do have shooters, they have the ability to make these shots, and they've had on and off nights, but obviously this one was very much on. Oh, yeah. And, and I think it's mental. You know, I, I, I know that shooting tends to be a mental thing anyway. But they got nice open looks. They got it to Buddy when he was open. They looked for him. They got it to him, and, and he delivered. He did what he wasn't the only one, but he, he delivered. He delivered big, and he delivered often. 
<laughs> you know, so, and then second half, they probably keyed on them more, and, uh, you know, other guys stepped up and, and, and just continued. So, you know, the, the three obviously is a big part of the game, period. You know, but, uh, you know, the big man coming in and giving solid 14 minutes, that that's what it's all about. And we're going to need him to step up again against Virginia, and I think we can get him. Yeah, you know, and, and you talk about that, and you bring up Virginia and, and say that you think Syracuse can get him. A, Virginia's had an interesting season. They've obviously ended atop the ACC. They've done some good things. They've also lost to, you know, non-conference. They lost to the San Francisco Dons, and they've had games where they didn't look that pretty. So how do you gauge them coming in? Because we know that, you know, they could do a lot of different things very well, but they've they've had their struggles this season. They've had their moments where they didn't look pretty. So what what do you know of Virginia at this point? And once again, it's, it's very difficult to beat somebody three times, you know, or, or you know, to, to this time of the year, anything can happen. Anything can happen. I always say, you know, that's why you play the game. You know, on paper it could look a certain way, and that really doesn't matter because the heart of the players, uh, the desire of the team, and I think Syracuse is very focused right now, you know, this, that game is done. NC State is great to have won by 21, but it's over. Now it's time to move on, get ready for the next challenge. And I think they're going to be up for the challenge, for sure. Now as far as Virginia as a team, you we can't worry about that. As, as a player, you can't worry about what they're, they're bringing or not bringing or what they did the last time. Now it's just a, a point of trying to shut them down and, and definitely playing strong inside because they're a very physical team. So... Yeah, you know, I think and you know, and, and Virginia, does, like I said, does so many things well. They will suffocate you, and they, you know, play in that sixty range. They can score more than that, but they they live in kind of that 64, 54, 61. They can live in that world, and their defense is fundamental. Their passing is is fundamentally strong. I mean, so many things that they do are so. Good. I mean, Tony Bennett is is well deserving of the championship he won. I would argue that he should have another one. And you know, so I mean, Syracuse is going to get a true test in this matchup if they are to win. In in my opinion, before the tournament even started, I said if Syracuse gets two wins in the tournament, they're good. They're in. They're done because that should be more than enough for the committee. It would put Syracuse in a place where they would be seventeen and eight. And I thought that, you know, that would be more than enough. I still feel that way. What are your thoughts? If Syracuse beats Virginia, is there any question after that if they should be in the tournament? Oh, oh no, no, not at all. That, that's 100%. If they make it, and you, like you said, I, I think that they got a, a serious shot, especially with, you know, other, other uh, teams not even playing as many games as we play, you know, because they started their seasons, you know, even later on. So, yeah, it, it speaks to speaks to the opportunity, but you never know with the selection committee what's going to happen until it's, you know, said and done. But right now, they're, they're playing well. They're, they're doing what they got to do. And I think, if anything, you know, you, you bring your A game every game, and, and so you, you give yourself a chance to win. And I think they're going to have a chance. And, and over, hey, if Virginia wants to take it kind of easy because they've already got everything locked up, you never know how they're going to play. You know, they, they've got to play up, you know, also. So, you know, you're right. They, they play solid defense and, and, and everything like that. They're pretty solid all the way around. But we, we as long as we bring and play solid also, you know, don't beat yourself. 
Never yeah. beat yourself. Make a team, you know, make, you know, a lot of the mistakes, you tend to just get a little sloppy with it. So I, I really feel a good game coming. Yeah, you know, and speaking here with Andre Hawkins, Syracuse Orange men's basketball alum, this morning on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora, like you said, you know, you just need that, uh, you, you need to just focus on yourself. You can't focus on them. I mean, obviously, you scheme for them and you try to understand them and you go over film and different things that you need to do. But at the end of the day, you can't worry about the record. You can't worry about the fact that they're number one in the ACC. You can't worry about the fact that, you know, they've won a championship in recent history, that their coach has been able to beat down a lot of people. Can't think about any of that because it's something that's really hard in life, and I've had to learn it. And I think a lot of people have to learn it, maybe still and whatnot. And we continue to grow through it, but you can only control yourself. And the more that Syracuse thinks about what Virginia's doing and how's Virginia gonna and Virginia, Virginia, you're gonna be beat before you even walk in because if you think they're the big bad wolf, they will blow your house down. And I think that you know that's an essential part of this that. As much as as much film as you watch and as much as you practice and as much as you try to scheme, at the end of the day, you have to play your game. You can't mimic their game. You have to play your way, and you have to understand the only thing you can control is yourself. How important is that to know as a former player and just in life in general that, you know, when somebody sets up to block you from something you want, that you can't focus on controlling them because that's not possible? Oh, most definitely. You, you're out there to play your game. You're out there. The coaches get you ready. You, you know what they're going to do because they, they, they go through and practice their plays. You know their plays sometimes just as well as they know their plays. You know a pick is coming. You're looking for it because that's what they do. Now the whole point is you gotta you got to be ready for your, your, your game. You know, hit the shots when you're open. You know, make it easier by making the extra pass sometimes. So, you know, and just finishing. And the thing about it, in any game, in any situation, you never know who's going to step up and who's going to have that big game. And when the guy is hot, get him the ball. You know, it, it's kind of simple, but it's, you know, it's complex in the sense that you, you, you're thinking about a lot of times what's going on with this team. And that you, nah, just play your game. If, if Buddy gets the same looks, he's going to hit a good percentage of those shots because he's got that type of game, you know. So uh, I'm, I'm just very confident in what they're going to do. And, and I'm confident in the way your coach has got them uh, mentally, going to have them mentally prepared for this next game. Because you're right, it is a lot of mental. And not not overthinking. You know, the game's not, not as hard as, as people think. You just got to play. It's just like all that defensive pressure. That's nice. I'm not going to throw the ball away just because you're up on me. That, that means nothing to me, you know, as far as a play, being a player. Now, you know, and just making good passes and always being alert because they are a, a, a pressing, tra- trapping type team. So, you know, yeah. just being prepared. Yeah, you know, and, and I think I think the biggest thing for Syracuse is they they seem to they seem to be clicking more now. Do you get a sense for that? Do you get a feel for that? That that Syracuse looks more comfortable now. They look more like themselves because they they haven't had a bad season by any stretch of the imagination. But they've had these weird, like, win by 20, lose by 20, and, you know, that's that's kind of plagued them this year, that they'll look good, and then they'll look bad, and then they'll come back to it, and then they'll go back the other way. But in your opinion, are they playing their best basketball right now, and, and what are your thoughts on that? 
Oh, I, I, I got to go along with you on that. There's been some up and downs, and there's been some very hard losses early on. But yeah, this is the time, uh, and they look like they're peaking. They, they, you know, they're looking good, real good now. These last couple of games have been solid, you know, and, and this is when you want to play your best ball in the uh, postseason. So, yeah, we got a chance to do something here. And then, you know, obviously, one game at a time, and then we got to wait for the selection committee. But I, I agree with you, based upon this, this crazy year of COVID, that they, they should be in the tournament. They're definitely in the top, top 65 teams in the country, or 68, or whatever it is now. You know, I think they, they get in, but I think that, you know, the way they play this next game, because that's all you can do is play one at a time, and you go from there. So I think they're going to play well. They're ready. Yeah, you know, and, and seeing what they've been able to do, you talked about the big man, uh, Jesse Edwards, and, and I brought him up here on the show going into the game against NC State and also the uh, Kadari Richmond factor. How important have those two guys been? Are they catalysts in your opinion? You know, are they necessary moving forward? When you think about Kadari as a true freshman and what he's done as a point guard, really the true point guard on this team, even though he comes off the bench, uh, with what he's done and with what Jesse Edwards has tried to do, standing around seven foot to allow Marek Dolajai to actually be in position somewhat as a forward, what is your take on those two guys and, and how vital they become as Syracuse continues to try and keep themselves alive? Oh, you, you already touched on everything. You, you touched on, on, on exactly what they're about. We, we need a big, big uh, center in the, in the middle. You know, when you're playing the zone, you, you, you know that even if you get beat, he's back there. You know, he's back there. He's, he's ready to block shots, alter shots. And that, that that's key, you know, and, and, and give give a man a vital rest a couple of minutes here and there and and, and, and be productive. And he's been that. He's been very productive. He's gonna, I think he's going to continue to get better as his confidence gets better every night. So, you know, and we, we really need him this game to, to play strong. He's got to play strong. He's got to have to play physical. You know, there's going to be times where, hey, take a good foul. Just don't get any of the silly ones. And I know about those. So, you know, in the past. But, yeah, you, you bring it. And, and as far as a point guard, you always need a solid point guard, especially somebody that, that's looking to get, you know, Buddy um, Griffin and, and, and involved and get them open. When they're open, getting them the ball and just playing solid defense. So, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna need both of them. Yeah, it's yeah. very critical. Yeah, you need everybody on the team. People don't, think, you know, you need because they they got to play strong in practice. So you need everybody to always be focused on what 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 the goal is, which is helping the team win. So you know, and, and I think a big part of this speaking here with Andre Hawkins, Syracuse Orange men's basketball alum, this morning on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora from inside of the Cafe Kubal Studios, as we have tourney time talk with these gentlemen stacking the deck every conference tournament week every year with Syracuse Orange basketball alumni and, and Andre here with me speaking on the team. Buddy Beheim, I want to I get to a couple topics before I let you go, Andre, and one of them is Buddy. You know, I never understood the, oh, he's the coach's son, that's why he plays, because Jimmy is also a coach's son. He went elsewhere. He did his thing. You know, Buddy came to Syracuse. Buddy was recruited throughout the country. He was recruited by Gonzaga. And Mark Few and Gonzaga have a lot of respect for me that they've held for a very long time. So, you know, I, the whole Buddy plays because of this and Buddy because of that, 
Buddy rebounds, Buddy attacks the basket, Buddy gets after it. People don't seem to maybe want to pay attention. And sometimes somebody comes up with a really stupid comment, and just for giggles, people follow that comment without really any intelligence or wisdom, any type of knowledge whatsoever. Somebody says they hate this, people follow in that direction. Buddy Bayheim played in 37 minutes, had 27 points, was 10 to 16 from the field, 50% from three, six for 12. He pulled. He also had five assists in the game, limited to two turnovers, and had a couple rebounds. Are you sick and tired of hearing the, if Buddy played anywhere else, he wouldn't be on the court? Because as far as I'm concerned, this man is chasing GMAC and trying to hit threes. He's got over 1,000 career points in three seasons and still has another season and then another if he wants it due to Corona. What is your take on the what I consider the idiocy of saying that Buddy Bayheim wouldn't have this and wouldn't have that? I think Buddy has more than fought for what he's got. And without Buddy Bayheim, I don't know if Syracuse wins eight games this year. Boy, you just said a mouthful. I don't even know if I need to <laughs> say anything other than, than ditto. You know what I'm saying? So, no, I, I read the, a lot of the comments. I, I read the comments, too, and just the negativity about the team in general. You know, be a fan. Be a true fan. I'm not saying you got to be a quiet fan or, you know, a mute fan if you have an opinion. But just make sure, like you just said, make sure your opinion has some merit to it, that it makes sense. You know what I'm saying? So... As, as a former player, you, you can't get caught up in what somebody says. Oh, they should have been this, it should have been that. You know, it, 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 it could get to you if you let it. It could get to you if you let it. Buddy, I, I'm just thankful that we have him. Yeah, and Buddy's not the first player to play for his father. All throughout the country, they all do it as far as playing. Now, the thing about it is, has he produced? Oh, yeah. He has produced. So guess what? If he wasn't producing, he wouldn't be playing. Coach is about winning. Yeah. Period. So, you know, yeah, sometimes, you know, you gotta crack that top seven, top eight players, but he you're gonna you if you do that, you're gonna play. You're gonna have a chance. So that's that's the competition. You gotta bring it in practice, you gotta bring it uh in the off season and buddies uh I saw Buddy uh, play a couple of games in high school, and I, I thought he, he would have had more scoring. But, you know, you got to get comfortable. you got to feel your niches and stuff like that. So, no, in three years to have a 1,000, that is, that is phenomenal. So, he, you know, he's got an opportunity to pack on some real numbers over, over the next possible, like you said, two years. So, it depends on what he decides to do. So, uh, I'm like you. I'm thankful we got him. And you're going to always have haters. So, you know, that that saying, they say they're going to still hate. Because that's what they do. So, you know, you can't get caught up in that. Now, you just don't want to see it as much with your hometown people. You know, if you consider yourself a fan, be a fan. And it's okay. You know, you, you roll with the punches. It's, it's been a really crazy year. COVID has messed up a lot of teams, you know. So, I'm just thankful that they're bringing it every night, you know, so. Yeah, you know, and I think Syracuse has more than navigated this. Uh, having to pause, having, you know, a bunch of players, Frank Anselm, Joe Girard third, Buddy Bayheim, all having to deal with COVID. Coach Bayheim having to deal with it as well. And they found a way to get through it. I mean, we forget they took, what, 13 days off after the Buffalo game and everything with that. So there's something to be stated of that. Uh, last point, and kind of going back to something we were talking about, Jesse Edwards 
played almost half of the game against NC State, 18 minutes in the game, and he had five offensive rebounds, eight total rebounds, and four points, also had a block in the game. Your take on him, he had three fouls in the game too. Your take on, on Jesse most recently, he's really tried to help out where he could. He does attack, he gets after it, but I'm real. I'm circling those five offensive rebounds, not total, but offensive. I'm circling the eight altogether. He's scoring a few points. He's blocking a shot. You know, he's definitely giving something to it. And more than anything else, he's allowing, as as I stated before, Marek to shift back to familiar territory that he really never gets to play in at Syracuse. But what I mean, what is your take on Jesse around the rim? Because Syracuse has struggled rebounding the ball. And they're going to have tests moving forward, especially with Virginia, who is so fundamentally sound and really doesn't make a lot of mistakes. Well, see, and that's why it, it, when people are putting bodies on people, you, you, you need the guards. There's going to be rebounds that get out there. They're going to be loose. So you need them to definitely uh, look to rebound, especially when your team is not a, a great rebounding team. You already touched on everything, especially the physicality of uh, Virginia and the soundness of Virginia. So for us, we're going to need every player to step up, every player to look to rebound, to definitely play defense, you know, and and help defense, you know, because, you know, if you get beat, you you want to know that you've got help back there, you know. So I'm I'm excited, you know. I'm very excited for this game coming up. Um, I'm definitely what every, every player has brought, Jesse's brought it. And that's, you know, that's what you want. And that's what you kind of expect, you know. And as uh, I, I can't remember if it was Billy Packer, but, you know, something like this season, you're no longer a freshman. You're no longer you're, you're the next level. It's, it's another season. So, you know, the experiences are, are showing now. And you want to be, like, as we've just already touched on, this is where they're peaking. And, and this is where you want to peak. You want to look, look your best now. You don't want to look your best the first eight games. And then you just go downhill from there. So they're looking good. Yeah. You know, and they're doing what they need to do right now. Syracuse looking to have that life that they've brought to themselves in the postseason before to keep them rolling and keep them rocking. So with that being said, Andre Hawkins, uh, appreciate it. Thankful that you got to start off our Turdy Time Talk conversation today. And love having you on whenever I get the chance and having you on this week especially as uh, we do this every single season to honor not only Syracuse's present, but their future and, of course, their past. So thank you for your time, Andre. I really do appreciate it, and I look forward to talking with you soon. Thank you, and thanks for having me on, and go on.